Hello, my name is Laura Camacho, the communication coach at Mixonian Institute, and welcome to episode 96 of the Speak Up podcast. And this is where we talk about the conversations we need to have in order to reach our goals, in order to become the person that we are meant to be. And today's theme is likeability. And I have I real struggle with this topic because it, it reminds me of high school a little bit about being popular, which I was not. I mean, I wasn't, un, nobody bullied me, but I was just not really interested in being one of the cheerleader types. Not that there's anything wrong with being a cheerleader. I have always struggled with competence versus friendliness. And it really was a big shift for me to accept that really being easy to work with is a valuable skill and it even can be more valuable than just flat out competence in your job. And likability is part of that skill set of being easy to work with. And then another thing that I struggled with with likability is thinking that, well, I don't care if certain people like me or not. Why should I care? And I came to this big realization about likability, and it's really not me getting people to like me. It is me showing other people that I like them. So when other people feel confident that I like them, they are able to do better work. They're able to relax. They feel better around me. And that is why a leader in a company who is likable is more successful. You know, all the research shows, you know, more raises, more opportunities, more promotions. And and it's not because of this neediness of I need you to like me, but rather it's because people feel liked and welcomed and accepted by this person. This person, a likable person, is able to create an emotional state in other people. So, you know, hanging around certain people is nice and other people that you you can sincerely love other people and they can bring you down my daughter was with a friend of hers last night who's divorced it is a friend that's much older than my daughter and she was saying i love her so much but all she talks about is this divorce which took place many months ago and i understand it's very traumatic but she said this she's bringing me down i'm feeling so bad i can't help her there's nothing i can do to help her and yet she just keeps talking about this thing so my daughter was feeling bad in the presence of a beloved friend and we all have people like that in, in our lives and i'm not telling you to get rid of them or anything like that but just at work to understand cuz i know you are a smart cookie to understand that likability is a skill. It's a skill you can learn. Like many skills, it comes easy to some people and not so easy to other people, like me. But I have become pretty likable. So I'm going to make a little case, strengthen my case for why you should become likability and just give you, share some three tips. And my tips are more broad. I believe in giving you broad ways of thinking about something before giving you anything specific like say this don't say that but really i'm i think our success comes from the way we perceive reality from the way we see things from 
being able to see opportunities for our growth and the growth of others and solving problems, that point of view is what's going to make the world a better place. So why is a likable leader a better leader? Good question, don't you think? Likable leaders are able to get more done in less time because they face less resistance, because people have a, a, pre, a prejudice in their favor. It's like a halo effect. And you know, if you're completely blunt with yourself, there are some people that no matter what the idea is, you're going to be resistant to it. I know I am. I mean, it's like, no, you have to really sell me if you're one of these people. I'm just going to be super skeptical. And I probably have good reason for that. Whereas other people, just almost whatever they say, you're like, oh yeah, it must be a good idea. And that's because you have this, like, you have this relationship that you trust the person and you feel good in their presence. Now, this likability can totally be used to deceive people. Uh, it, spies <laughs> use this and people who are ripping others off for a living, you know, like with investment scams and so forth. They are all super likable people. And yet, we still prefer to be around people who make us feel good. There is research uh, that was taken, that was done at Columbia University by Dr. Melinda Tampkins. And her research focused on how more likable people get the raises and promotions more frequently. And here's a quote from her article. Popular workers were seen as trustworthy, motivated, serious, decisive, and hardworking. They were recommended for fast-track promotion and generous pay increases. Their less-liked colleagues were perceived as arrogant, conniving, and manipulative. Pay rises and promotions were ruled out regardless of their academic background or professional qualifications. Ouch! <laughs> that sounds like me. 15 years ago, uh, you know, like I, I was, I'm just naturally a very quiet person. And I think a lot of people who are seen as arrogant, I mean, if you're an introvert, I bet you've been accused of being arrogant just because you didn't speak up or you won't, weren't talking to somebody. I mean, that's a prejudice against introverts uh, in the, in the work world. So it, hel it helps to cultivate this skill of likability. And if you're an introvert and where being on and being a gregarious is an energy drain, the trick is to be real strategic about it. And, and you can do things to like up-level your general likability. Well, before I go into those tips though, what are, what are three qualities of being likable? And one is being friendly. But of course, being friendly usually means talking to people and asking how they're doing, but just smiling. You can be perceived as a more friendly person just by smiling at people. So that's a little baby step. You can try relatable. That means you can find things in common. And what if you're an introvert who's seeking to get the most bang for your out of your conversations, you know, quickly in a conversation, moving to find common ground makes you relatable. And of course, real. And I do think that this is where introverts can be uh, shine because we are authentic. We're not, um, when we're not trying to be extroverts, we can just, 
you know, raise the level of our energy a little bit, but still remain our ourselves, being authentic to being our geeky, nerdy selves, if that's the case. All right, so let's talk about these tips to increase your likability. And we're not going to worry about competence because we are assuming that you already are competent. All right, number one is to raise up the level of your positivity. That means being more optimistic. And I did a webinar, episode 94, I believe, is all about optimism. And then that podcast, I talked to talk about not a, a general optimism as far as, oh, everything's going to turn out fine, which is something useful to say to a emotional teenager. But it's an informed optimism is the conviction that no matter what life throws at you, you're going to handle it, you're going to learn, you're going to come out okay. People don't like Debbie Downers. <laughs> we can feel sorry for them. We can even love them. We can even like them. But we don't enjoy spending time with them because they so take up our energy. So it's not a matter of denying the reality of hardships or terrible things that happen but have the conviction that you are going to find a way out of it and not, and not just get stuck there. And so when I say amp up your positivity, just spend less time talking about problems and more time talking about solutions. What I find helpful in this positivity topic, because again, the thought of somebody being always peppy, always cheerful. I find that unattractive and, and, and not authentic, you know? I just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so, um, but being realistic, we sometimes equate that with being pessimistic. Like the person who finds the problems is pessimistic and not fun to be around. And I do have to say that for my Debbie Downer clients, not that they are Debbie Downers all the time, but when... When you see yourselves as trying to foresee problems in order to avoid those problems, I call that risk mitigation. So if you want to see it, check out, ask yourself, take a look. Are you being a risk mitigator when you're bringing up negative things or are you just thinking out loud or are you spending too much time about the things that could go wrong versus the things that could, could go right? But definitely I'm don't skip or disregard the risk mitigation in any kind of project. All right. Oh, some more benefits from being, uh, from having positivity. Now, positivity and likability correlate to each other. Like positive people tend to be likable and likable people tend to be positive, but they're not synonymous. They're not exactly the same thing. Positivity has to do with your outlook, your conviction that things are going to ultimately work out fine. And likability is a positive person who also, uh, that people can relate to. So if I'm super positive, but I don't talk to people, engage with people, <clears throat> don't engage with people, then I'm being positive, but I'm not necessarily likable. But positivity brings very similar benefits to you as likability brings higher job satisfaction, higher annual salaries, you live longer, you recover faster from illness or injury, 
In fact, there's also research that supports the fact that somebody starting a new business who is, of course, when we start businesses, we are, by definition, optimistic that it's going to be successful. And most of the time, speaking from very real experience, we don't even know what we're doing. We don't know how we think we know, but we don't know. And there's a lot involved that if we really realized all the difficulties, all the obstacles, how hard it is to start a business, we, we might not have started it. So sometimes that optimism, that blind optimism can actually be a blessing in disguise. All right. So if you want to be more likable, you need to raise your positivity and, and then to reframe any uh, negativity or tendency to find problems as risk mitigation. All right. Number two is to ask more questions because a, a positive person is not, that's not all it takes to be likable. You need to be interested in the other person. And this is the easiest way to do that. And you don't have to be like this master storyteller. You don't have to have these lengthy conversations. Ask questions about the other person. Show an interest in them. This is what I do. I, I mean, I am still, as a communication coach, PhD in communication, I still am not good at just chit-chat. I've learned to talk about the weather, and even that took me a long time. It's like I'm special needs as far as small talk is concerned. But I have learned to ask questions, uh, and... Everybody has something to teach you. Even the person that you think is, you know, maybe intellectually inferior, I bet you they know something. They have expertise that would be interesting to you. But you have to be the one to find out what it is. And here's a little expression you can use when you can't think of anything to say. Just say these words. Tell me more. Whatever it is you're talking about, tell me more. If I say, oh, so... What do you do at this company? And you say, oh, I'm a vice president of X, which a lot of times people will just stop there. You can say, tell me more. And that that shows that you want to know more. And so that already is increasing your likability. And then you will learn more about this other person's job. So likability does not have to mean being a chatterbox. But it does, if you ask questions, that's going to increase your likability factor. So be positive or be more positive. Number two, ask more questions. And this one is a little bit tricky. It's about sharing a weakness. Vulnerability is so attractive and yet it's also scary because you think that's silly or they're going to laugh at me. But sharing uh, some weakness that you have even if it's that you're dreaming of salted caramel ice cream all day, even during your performance review, people will like you because we like to relate to people who have flaws. Even though I don't consider introversion a flaw, some people do and they find that endearing that I'm willing to admit that I am, I am an introvert and I also uh, will admit that I get tired of talking to people if I'm doing it all day or I'll tell people, let people know that after this meeting, I'm going to a silent retreat or something to let them know that even though I'm enjoying our time together, it is exhausting to me. Uh, there's a lot of sports that I'm not good at. And so, in fact, in fact, I think I'm not really good at any sport. So that's another weakness that I have. I could spend the next 10 minutes telling you all my weaknesses, but when you share 
that you're not really good at something, people find that so attractive. Now, it's not that you're going to share all your weaknesses, fears, and concerns. You know, we're not talking about getting therapy. It's just, uh, it's cool to know that another person is not perfect. Oh, here's another weakness I like to share is that I love to buy books, even though my house is full of books. But I, I take comfort. I just found a quote by Cicero that said, a home without books is like a body without a soul. So that how's that for justification to buy just a few more books? Uh, anytime you can share a story about how you messed up, it's going to make you more likable. And if you're a leader especially, then that really bonds you with the people that you're leading. So don't be afraid. You don't have to share everything wrong you've ever done. Um, but people who try to come across as perfect are frankly annoying. So you don't want to, to do that. So that's all. Just think about um, how making sure you're positive in a way that feels comfortable, feels good to you. Well, that seems reasonable. A reasonable level of positivity and then maybe you want to raise it a little bit more and then another thing ask more questions and number three be willing to share a weakness oh what's really good what's really good is if you can share how you what you learned from that experience or what you how that failure quote-unquote made you a better person so that's that's a little bit on likability for you I think if you just start thinking about how to be more likable, especially in certain contexts, you're going to just, it's really all about how other people feel around you. It is not about you trying to please, it's not about people pleasing. It's not about being needy and needing people's approval. That is not likable at all. That's anti-likability. It's having the confidence to focus your attention on how the other person feels in your company rather than worrying about yourself. And everybody wants to be liked. Everyone wants to be appreciated. So if you have the courage to be the first one to let the other person know, I like you, I enjoy you, I think you're cool, you're going to build that relationship and then people are going to feel good around you. They're going to want to be around you and it's going to make your life so much better. If you would like for me to come to your company and teach this to your people, I can do that. Um, Mixonian Institute's website is mxonian.com. I do workshops and private coaching. So I wish you lots of likability and I will catch you on the next episode. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.